Aloha, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Doze Knows. It's been another great week. Oh, my gosh. Um, just got off of the big art show with Cassie White and her brother, Dylan Lucas, down at Kona Coffee and Tea. We had so much fun. The place was packed. I couldn't believe how many people showed up. Uh, it, it was just endless. Art was flying off the shelves. Remember, if you ever want to get any of their art, you can go to CassieMayWhiteArt.com. They were awesome. Well, you know, this week we have a special guest. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, Kai Lenny, seven-time world champ SUP surfer, stand-up paddleboard surfer. Uh, he's just got back from Japan where he did a big race over there, won the world championships there last year, and and we get to hear how it went for him over there. He was riding a new foil, hydrofoil board. It's, it was pretty cool. So Kai's going to sit down with me. It was kind of one of those last-minute things where he was over here on the Big Island doing this killer paddle on the foil all through the valleys. And he was racing to the airport. I met him at the airport. And he's like, Doze, I totally want to be on your show. So, yeah, it was awesome. We got to sit down and, and just bullshit for a while. So I want you guys to enjoy. Here it is. Here's Kai Lenny. Kai, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you, Dozer? Good. I'm so stoked that you were able to take the time and hang out with me. I know we're racing here. You're about to jump on a flight, but you've had uh, some uh, a couple amazing weeks lately, haven't you? Oh my goodness! It's just like nonstop because I'm traveling a bunch. But uh -huh. I mean, my life right now is incredible. Yeah, it um, is. coming off the best winter in my lifetime, I think, and you know the best experience that uh, I've ever had. So you know now I get to travel the world and do other sports as well and you know keep things interesting so it's nice to come visit neighboring islands as well though you know like being here on the yeah. big islands awesome well i got to hang out with you you know a bunch this winter up at kelly's house and you know watching you guys go surf like himalayas and stuff like that you guys were out there just charging it was an amazing winter yeah you know this winter for me i spent a little more time on the north shore and that was huge it was really mm -hmm. fun and especially going to surf with kelly and going to all these different big wave breaks you know because having piahi or jaws in my backyard it's really easy to you know just want to post up and right. only surf that but i really was stoked to get big waimea you know phantoms and uh -huh. these other famous spots that are so different from one another so it made my winter quite entertaining and exciting, to say the least. Yeah, and you got to hang out with Tom Carroll, too. And Oh, yeah, you know, just there's so many characters in surfing, and I couldn't have imagined really hanging out with Kelly and Tom Carroll when I was a little kid. Right. You know, like a little kid, you look up to these guys, and somehow you find yourself surfing with them and, you know, chilling, and mm -hmm. they're, they're really good role models, and what they, uh, you know, what I've learned from just being around them is some very special things, so... You know, it's just quite a amazing winter, and I think most people could write, you know, a pretty cool story about, you know, what I went through with those guys. Yeah. Now, you're still pretty young. How old are you? 23. Yeah, so this is really like one of your first El Ninos that you've got to experience as, you know, a full-blown charter. Yeah. 
So. Well, I remember the first time there was considered El Nino for uh -huh. me was like 2009 when it was like, it wasn't like this one, you know? Yeah. I don't think there's been this big of one since like 69 or something. Yeah, ridiculous. But, but you know, in 2009, that was like my beginnings uh -huh. at Piahi. Um, and so now full blown, I was just hoping I could make it out of this winter alive, you know? Yeah. Because I don't have any prior experience to anything super crazy like that. Yeah. And so just to make it through, that was like... Pretty special. Now, you own a bunch of world championships. Yeah. Um, Stand-up paddleboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like seven? Yeah, I got seven. Jeez. And uh, it's between, you know, wave riding and also racing. Yeah. Which is pretty cool because the racing side of things take me to places like Chicago and, uh -huh. you know, middle of Europe and, you know, just these just random, the most places random places yeah. that I would never go as a surfer, but as like a stand-up racer, you know, you get to experience really cool things. So, you know, gaining those world titles, it's been um, more than anything, I think, like a good experience uh -huh. um, and figuring out how to, you know, properly train for one, but then also bringing that competitiveness out of myself at the right time. So, right. you know, that kind of translates to big wave surfing as well, you know, having to have your equipment on par and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having to rise to the occasion when, you know, a giant set's coming towards you and it's your turn, you know. Right. It's just like putting a heat jersey on and, you know, the horn blasts. Uh, how long have you been surfing Jaws? I've been surfing Jaws since I was 16, and it's pretty funny because the first time I ever went out was actually on a hydrofoil board of all things. Hmm. You know, I got a call from Dave Kalama and Laird and... They were mentors to me growing up on right. Maui and, you know, multiple different sports. But they're like, hey, do you want to go to Piahi and come surf with us? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he's like, okay, grab your foil boots. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. And so there was nobody around, as I recall, and we were just out there uh, hydrofoiling jaws. And still to this day, it was, probably, it was probably one of the gnarlier sessions I ever had because you're strapped to basically an anchor. Right. You know, at the time, the foils weren't what they are today. Uh -huh. And, uh you know, if you fall, it's like easily break both legs. But fortunately, I survived some white waters and, you know, I made every ride. Right. Now, you were just doing something in Japan with some foils, right? Yeah. So, like, basically, it's funny because in the winter times, I, I, I tend to, like, poop my pants because I'm so scared, right? Uh -huh. But in the summertime, you, I yeah, tend to sprint my guts out. I can't see that. Yeah. Man. You look very confident. I look confident and comfortable, but I think it's... uh. It's just my focused face because most of the time I'm like, okay, this is pretty heavy. Like I could drown right now. You know, right. it goes crosses your mind, and if it doesn't, then I don't know. I think you're kind of endangering yourself and others, perhaps. You know, because you're mm. not erring on the side of caution when maybe you should. But you know, it, it kind of came down to having such a good winter. How can I keep summer really, really exciting? Um, and keeping my summer really exciting was attaching a hydrofoil to my stand-up board, you know, and, wow. and designing it so I can ride downwind swells uh -huh. um, and making, you know, summertime really fast and exciting. Now I'm doing, you know, pushing 20 miles an hour downwind. Wow. And it's easy to travel with, too, because I've cut my board down, you know, to 10 feet long. Um, but the whole thing is, is finding these waves in the middle of the ocean with no one around that are the equivalent of like Malibu point breaks. Right. You know, you're riding these swells and you're having as much fun in, um, as in how, Malibu point break. How weird is it just being above the water like you are? You're what, a foot above the water or something Two like that? Feet Two on feet on my current foil. And so when you're flying above it, it's kind of a, a, uh, a dream that's become realized. Uh, you know, you go downwind or I've been paddling downwind for my entire life, mm -hmm. whether it was on canoes or paddle boards or whatever. And, you always see the Malolos flying or the flying right, fish. And right. you're just like, God, I wish I could be like one of them. And now all of a sudden I've figured it out. And, <laughs> you know, 
with you know a long time testing foils come to the point where I could really make it efficient. And now like, today I was doing a downwinder right here on Big Island, uh-huh. and, and I had a bunch of uh, flying fish flying with me. They were no actually way. running into my foil because I was going faster than them. But wow. it was it was it's pretty cool experience when you know you can join the club. You know, it's just yeah. like seeing a bird fly and. Then you can get in an airplane and fly with them. You yeah, know, it's, just it's like pretty cool. Nicolo last week. Yeah, that, just like that guy can Ni- fly. Yeah, like how Nicolo Mr. is proximity wing, flying. Yeah, you know, and, suit guy. I mean that's pretty next level to me. <laughs> but um, I think overall, you know, just being two feet above the water is a pretty cool sensation. Oh yeah. Going 20 miles an hour downwind when my previous speed was probably like nine miles per hour average. Wow. So it's a big jump. And it, wow. it makes the water feel a lot more exciting all of a sudden. Now, are you like carving on these big waves as you're cruising down them? Because now, going at that speed, you can actually really surf them. Oh, yeah. You know, when it gets really windy, you get on a good good swell. Mm-hmm. And instead of just trying to be efficient and make it, you're doing full-on cutbacks and doing full bottom turns. And I want to say it's almost more fun just trying to go as fast as you can and try right. to, like, go over, the you know, the next bump because you get going so fast and you're on the edge. And it just feels like dropping into a big wave at Jaws, truthfully. Yeah. Um, because the foils wanting to come out of the water and you're trying to control it under your feet. There's something special about it. And there's something unique about it, too, that yeah. I haven't really felt anywhere else until now. Yeah. Well, what is it like at Jaws? You know, at Jaws, it's interesting because I remember the first time, again, it was like towing. It was first foiling, mm-hmm. and then it was towing surfing. Right. And then all of a sudden, this guy named Shane Dorian from Big Island comes Some over word, and yeah. blows Random the door beer. open. And people had paddled it a little bit before, but yeah. never to that absolute high level where you're taking off at the peak and, you know, packing these tubes. Um, but, uh, you know catching up to it all um i remember when he came out and i went out on my stand-up and caught one wave and it was super scary yeah and then it was that was the way you ride jaws now you know and before that i had windsurfed and kite surfed it but paddling was all of a sudden the new frontier up there and paddling in it's really interesting because fortunately you know this winter alone is the like would be the culmination of like three prior winners Mm -hmm. amount uh, amounting in sessions how many sessions do you think you were putting in a week out there we know sometimes it was once to twice a week wow. and that's like you barely have enough recovery time because it's not only physically yeah especially since you know i was having so much fun i was surfing for eight to nine hours straight yeah um you know the the recovery time was i would say you know like you give yourself mentally like three or four days before mm-hmm. you had to go back out and i probably rode jaws over 20 feet 23 times. Holy shit. Because uh, I wanted to go out there every single swell because I figured, you know, I'm really, really petrified of uh, this place, uh, but it's my backyard and I, and you know, the risk uh, or the reward outweighs the risk. And right. so I'm like, maybe if I just go out there every swell and surf as long as I can, maybe I won't be as scared. And, you know, by the end, I started getting a lot more comfortable and a lot more confident. Mm. I wouldn't say cocky, but like a lot more confident in my ability to survive. And then I would get slapped around by a huge wave right. and I'd be like put back in my place. But it was uh, quite the adventure. It felt like I was in a movie or a video game this whole winter. It yeah. just didn't seem real. It kind of started off with, um, you know, the the WSL big wave contest there at Jaws, the first ever one there. Yeah, it seemed and like you the winner finals. Uh, semis. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't make the finals. I was pretty bummed. But I kind of went through uh, the washing machine 
three times in like 10 minutes. Yeah. It was just, you know, when you're surfing big waves and, you know, that's my home spot. I know it really right. well. I felt like I could make the final, but things just weren't going my way. And mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. I got caught inside two times and, you know, got pounded on a jet ski. You know, we got taken out on wow. the jet ski and wrecked a jet ski, me getting saved. Uh, Again, that's part of the game, and I'm never really out there for photos or competition necessarily. I've right. always found big wave surfing being my more spiritual side because it really shows me who I really am and, mm -hmm. you know, who I want to be. Because if I'm not that person when I'm out there in, you know, the most critical moments, right. then, you know, I have to reassess who I am and what I do. And, and so having a competition really was good, though, because it pushed me over that ledge even more. Mm -hmm. Um it just gets me really excited and fired up for next year, and hopefully this next winter it happens. Well, they say, you know, these El Ninos, they run back-to-back -back two years in a row. Yeah. You look at all these Eddie contests, and it's always been, you know, one after another, and then, it, you know, it goes dead for 10 years, whatever it is. Yeah, you so. know, I feel like it's been a build-up because I guess you could technically say it's been El Nino for three years now, mm -hmm. but it's just been very mild ones, and all of a sudden the Godzilla of all Godzilla. So I'm hoping you're correct, and yeah. next year we have another stellar El I'm Nino. I'm yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, you would know. So uh, I'm going to, you know, go off your word for sure, but I was talking to a few other guys, you know, North Shore, and they were saying they were thinking it was going to be pretty flat and windy next winter, and, huh. you know, the only bummer about that is we don't get to surf giant waves. Um, but then the Atlantic will light up and maybe there'll be right. some opportunities to go over there. And the fortunate thing is I'm very lucky I can do multiple sports. And so I never really get bored or miss out, feel like I'm missing out on anything because I'm pretty preoccupied throughout the summer. And, you know, perhaps I'll have to be for quite a while. But, you know, let's just hope that it just doesn't end because I feel like I'm just getting started and I need as much practice as I can get in Giant Surf. Yeah, well, have you... Um gotten any any big cloud break yet you know today was a pretty historic day down there um one of our friends aaron gold got uh it was is a close call yeah, for him today well i was paddling you know with um the red bull Va'a team over here on big island and i remember coming in with uh you know dk walsh was over here right. and he's like told me hey Aaron Gold died. And then I was like, no. And then he got another text being like, but they brought him back to life. It was like right when it all unfolded. And right. I literally, that's the worst thing you could ever come in to yeah. think. And it always seems like these things happen when I'm out on the water. And it was and only an eight foot wave. Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's crazy because this guy rode, you know, they call it a 62 wave. I claim it's a 75 footer. Right. You know, out of Piahi, probably the biggest wave I ever paddled, you know, up there with the tow waves from back in the day, oh, right? Oh, for sure. And he didn't pull his vest. He was calm, cool, collected, and he was, wasn't even under for 20 seconds. I watched the whole thing. And then, you know, you go to a place that's eight, I mean, an, you catch an eight-foot wave somewhere uh -huh. else, and, you know, you almost die. Uh, I feel like that's kind of, it's kind of a thing that is a pattern in big wave surfing. You have the heaviest guys, mm -hmm. Scion, Mark Fu, go to Mavericks. They were surfing, you know, 30-foot waves out North Shore. And they go to Mavericks, catch a 12, 15-footer, and, you know, it's it. And it's yeah. such a shame. But it's just really, really bizarre how a big wave, like the most giant wave, won't necessarily harm you, but it's those little ones. I've always been right. injured on, you know, the 12, 15-footers. It's never been a wipeout on a 25, 30-footer. Right. Which is really kind of odd. I don't know what's going on there, and I'd like someone to explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Shane would be the one to explain it to us. He's, yeah. He's got that stuff dialed in pretty good. Yeah. So... Um, what do you do for fun whenever you're not doing, you know, this is your job. Yes, it is what you love, but what do you do for fun? If, okay, I'm going to get away from the sports that I do every day. 
Well, you I want to go do. I want to go do something fun. Really, it's just pretty funny because I'm so fortunate. I have like seven, eight sports to choose from. Right. That when one kind of starts to get a little stale, you know, and I'm like feeling the pressure from one, I can go find a release in another. And for example, you know, I love kind of trying to innovate my sports, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to make it better for myself and, you know, hopefully try to improve it in a way that people can, you know, take it and make their lives easier in the sport. So the thought came with the foil, for example, on my downwinder. And that's something that I, I love tinkering with, you know, right. having fun. That's something I really love to do is try to figure out what's next mm-hmm. and having a new experience on the water. So it's kind of chasing that new experience. And to me, that's been on my mind for, I guess, the fun side of things. Okay, I don't got to train today. I'm going to straight up go in my garage and keep tinkering with my foil, work with these foil designers that I'm hooked up with and, mm-hmm. you know, try to make up ways to go faster because there's no rules to it yet. You know, there's it's a brand new toy and there's I have to create it in a way. And that's something that is really fun and special. So, I mean, for me, fun, I guess, is just alternating through my sports. And I hate being inside. I absolutely hate it. Sometimes, you know, as a pro athlete, you got to sit inside. And I'm also an endurance athlete with some of the sports I do. So you got to have full on rest days. And right. It drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me crazy. So what do you do when you when you have a rest day? Um, I tr- I guess you know when I have a rest day, the only thing I can really do is read or watch TV shows because it's it'll keep me the most yeah. still. Because as soon as I kind of like get drawn into tinkering with stuff, you know, it takes energy running around collecting supplies or something, oh, or for sure. or being like, hey, I'll just do a quick body surf session out front, yeah, or ah, just a little surf. Three hours. Oh, and I'm notorious hours. for doing like, oh, I'll just do a 45 minute super like quick session three hours later I'm like damn it there goes the rest day (laughs) which you know most people would be psyched to have a rest day but I have so much energy as it is I uh and I gotta make every moment count you know um at this age you know I I don't want to feel like I missed out on anything when I get older sure now um this Japan trip that you just did how did you it was a race right yeah, so I compete on the stand-up World Series, which is the equivalent of, like, the world tour for racing. Uh-huh. And it's pretty cool because it takes us to many places. I won the world championship for that last year. And, um, you know, in Japan, Japan's such a unique place. I think it's one of my favorite places to travel in the world because the people are kind. The surf can get phenomenal. Yeah. Just the culture. It feels like you just, you know, you're somewhere else. And you killer know? food. Killer food. Yeah. And and so to go do a race over there, the Japanese are so passionate about anything they get into. They're kind of mm-hmm. like Europeans, but I would say even more excited. You right. know, they're just at the beach all day. And it's very like, it's funny because they're kind of Hawaiian style where they just stick around all day with each other and just enjoy their beach day off of work. You know, maybe they live in Tokyo, but they drove two hours to come see me in, you know, Zushi Beach. Yeah. It, it's just, it's pretty cool. And that made my trip pretty special. Now you've been uh, just literally, I've been watching you all over the world and we talk every once in a while and and you've been in Europe a lot lately and the East Coast doing a bunch of modeling. I've been seeing you in magazines. And- yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that like, you know, um, my sponsors, I have probably the best sponsors you could have ever asked for in the world. And I'm so very lucky that they came to me and, you know, right. they've made everything quite easy. And so, you know, as part of a job of being a professional athlete and in order to make your sponsors happy and to get out there, because, you know, unfortunately having to pump yourself up on Instagram is not really that fun, but you kind of, you know, you kind of have to do it. Um, 
you know, I enjoyed doing different stuff like going to Paris or New York to do like a modeling thing with Tag Heuer or, mm -hmm. you know, Nike or something. You know, one of my other sponsors is I'm willing to do it because I know it's, you know, it's going to help me later on. I think we share the same sponsor, Hurley, right? Yeah, so, we're, we're yeah. Hurley as well. And it's cool because I have some really mainstream sponsors, but then I have some really core surf sponsors. And yeah. then I got some really core windsurf and kitesurf sponsors. So... The well, amount, the, the Tag Heuer is a pretty good sponsor. I'm oh, looking at your watch goodness. right now. That thing's legit. I know, and you know this. You want to <laughs> trade for my Nixon? Yeah, yeah, we can for <laughs> sure. I got more now, but uh, it's cool because, like, for example, this tag. I always love meeting people that aren't in my world, you know, right. or aren't in our world, their water sport world, or a surfing world, because they like. I tell them these stories about my watch. I'm like, hey, I got the biggest bro in my life with this watch, and to them, you know, just seeing seeing me is like, okay, yeah, he. He, he does that but then to see like something someone wears you know that was in a crazy scenario it, it's yeah. kind of there's something special to it there's a story to it oh, and yeah. people trip out that I'm like yeah I'll show them video of me wiping out on a wave and they're like your watch survived you know and I'm like yeah it was there the whole time you know and it's, it's really weird so, but uh, what, do you, what do you say when, when you're sitting on a plane and you're sitting next to some random person and they start telling you about what they do in their life and they ask you hey what do you do well, usually I'm like, it always reminds me how my life's probably the best life on the planet because right. most people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm just coming back from Hawaii, you know, and it was an amazing trip and like, oh, where do you live? Oh, I live on Maui. And they're like, wow, we love it there. We wish you could live there. And I'm like, where are you from? They're like, Cleveland, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. And then they're like, you know, and then I'm, they're like, where are you headed to? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to Italy, you know, to yeah. them, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, or the the funniest is, you know, flying home and people are coming on vacation, you know, people are coming on vacation to Maui and, uh, uh, you know, you talk to them for a minute and then they're just like, yeah, we're here for a week. And I'm like, God, I can't believe this is my home. You know, I get right. to come. All of Hawaii feels but like home to but me. But sometimes do you ever just go, yeah, I live in El Centro, you know, just so you don't even have to talk. I'm sure you say this story over and over and over and I over. Mean, I mean, I do, and luckily I have so many sports to kind of base my story off of in a way. Right. You know, I uh, I can kind of just, like, wind it up different ways, like kind of base it more off of my wind sports or just big waves or something. And, yeah. I mean, I, I, try not, I try to just be really truthful and honest and kind to everybody that I meet because yeah. I know what it feels like to be kind of maybe an outsider to some different world. Yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes they can't even talk to me because I'm just passed out on the airplane. I'm so tired from doing everything before oh, hell yeah. that I'm just like, you know, Z's are coming out and I'm, uh, you know, on my way somewhere else. But, yeah. you know, it's funny because most people usually ask me when I have my Red Bull hat on. Right. Because it signals like I'm a professional extreme sports athlete or whatever. And right. if I don't have it on, people don't really, you know, they don't think they're noticing me that much. Yeah, well, you're one of the nicest guys on the planet. Um, I love hanging out with you. I know you're going to get on a plane it. here soon. Um, do you have any advice for any young up-and-coming kids that want to try and make it in what you do? You know, I found from my experience and then, you know, um, seeing my friends and seeing other people growing up, uh, you know, I think the most important thing is staying true to not only who you are, which I think could be very, you know, typical what you hear from somebody, but also, you know, kind of having to march to, to you know, to, to your own beat. Right. Um, a lot of times to be the best or to be on that level, you kind of got to, you know, walk alone occasionally and, you know, 
it's cool to have a bunch of group of friends, but sometimes you just got to, you know, do work basically. And if you're persistent, things mm -hmm. will, you know, usually go your way. And, um, I guess it's, you know, really just staying true to what you want to do and who do you want to right. be. Um, for me, I, I, I could never imagine giving up one of my sports and growing up I had, you know, you know, a lot of people telling me, Hey, you should just focus on just shortboard surfing and doing all that. But then I realized at a certain point, I'm like, you know, I love shortboarding. I shortboard every single day because it's one of the best forms of surfing. Right. But I come from Maui and it's really, really windy. And there's all these other sports that are so magical and so fun. Kite and surfing, wind. Kite surfing. And yeah, I'm like, it'd be like cutting off a finger, you know, not being able to do one. And right. to me, that's not an option because it is who I am and I'm a product of my environment. I think that's, you know, a lot like from where everyone's from. But I guess to, a, to the young kid is just, you know, have a little belief in yourself and, you know, have self-confidence, but keep, keep humble. Right. Humility is, goes a long way. And all of a sudden you'll find that a lot of people will want to help you when you do need help. Maybe you're somewhere across the world and, yeah. you know, you're stuck at the airport and you need somewhere to stay and someone comes and picks you up and takes, you know, a whole day, you know, off of work just to help you. That's, yeah. I think that's, you know, where the well, humility if you're, comes you're, in. You're ever over here on the big island, you know, I'll be here for you. So, Well, if I miss this flight, I might be calling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an extra room. Um, shout out to any of your sponsors. Yeah, you know, I mean, I couldn't have done it. Well, my biggest sponsor is my parents. Right. Because without them, you know, I certainly wouldn't be where I'm at. Uh, my mom and dad, of course, and my younger brother as well. But, you know, of course, you know, Hurley, Nike, Red Bull, Nash, um, Tag Heuer, Vertra, um, you know, and GoPro and the rest of my sponsors yeah. are, you know, I'm very grateful. So mahalo. Cool, cool Kai. Thanks for being on the show. Love no, thank you, long you for time. your time. We got to do round two soon. We got to do round two. And we're going to talk all kinds of bullshit later and, and just have fun. Love it. All right. Brother. Mahalo. Mahalo. Wow. Kai, thanks again for being on the show. That was awesome, dude. You're such a cool cat. I can't wait to get back with you and see what else is going on in your life. Um, you know, this show, it can't happen without you guys, and it can't happen without my sponsors. So, you know, big shout out to Maverick Sport Fishing. They have the best fishing here in Kona. You guys already know that. World famous for their giant marlin. Well, come check out Maverick Sport Fishing with Captain Trevor Child. He will take you to catch some of those big marlin or some ahi tuna, some mahi-mahis or ono. They do half-day, three-quarter day, and full-day charters, and even overnight charters. That's how sick this boat is. Completely air-conditioned, TV, kitchen, bedrooms, bathrooms. You got it. They've got top-of-the-line tackle, bait, and fuel. Give Captain Trevor Child a call at 808-896-7985 or go see him at www.maverick-sport-fishing-kona.com. Tell him you heard it on Dozenos. He's going to hook you up. He's going to give you a big discount and take care of you and put you on some fish. Also, this show couldn't happen without my friends at Original Nutritionals. These aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach. Working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports star like Kai Lenny and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need. And for listening, punch in promo code 
Doze Nose at checkout and get 15% off. That's 15% off with Doze Nose at Original Nutritionals. You guys can find them on Instagram, Facebook, uh, everywhere. They're everywhere. But Logan also has Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. This is the best gym there is in LA. These guys know how to get you fit, how to get you healthy. Go in there. It doesn't matter how old you are, if you're a kid or an old person. Like I always say, if you're 8 or 80, these guys will take care of you. They'll specialize and customize a workout that will fit you and your body. Whether you're into CrossFit, strength training, cardio, or just weightlifting, or just trying to get healthy, these guys are here to help you. They're so awesome. Super cool. They have barbecues on the weekends. Just, you know, it's big Hawaiian Ohana style over there. Go check them out. It's Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. Also, uh, Hurley Clothing. Kai Lenny, myself, we're both sponsored by Hurley. I've known Bob for a long time. And with the launch of Hurley, Bob changed the perception of what surfing can be for him. It was all about positivity and inclusiveness making the absolute best products and empowering the next generation. Fast forward today and his vision has never been more relevant. Hurley makes the best damn board shorts on the planet. Hands down, no ifs, ands, or buts. But there's so much more to the brand from their partnership with Nike to their work on clean drinking water. Um, With all the stars that they have on the team from John John Florence, Chris Amore, Kai Lenny, myself, Hurley is the brand of now and tomorrow. For surfers and anyone else getting interested in getting in the water, check them out at Hurley.com. GoPro, those little tiny cameras you guys put on your head, on your surfboards, wherever you guys want to put them. I put them on my bow. I put them on my surfboards. Yeah, well, they are transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer. GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go to GoPro.com or connect with them on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, something I just joined the other day, Pinterest, pretty cool thing. Uh, Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, Cold of coffee and tea. You guys know where I get my crack every single morning. Yep. They get their coffee off the slopes of Hualalai Mountain. Bring it down to us every single day. Roast it fresh straight into your cup. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't get any fresher than these guys. You go in there, you're greeted by this incredible staff of beautiful women. They all welcome you with a big smile and a big aloha and then hook you up when you get in there. Go in there, tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. They'll take care of you and uh, at least give you a big smile and a killer cup of coffee. Uh, You guys know I'm a fan of the ocean. That's why I live on the Big Island and it has the most amazing waters on the planet. If you're ever coming to spend some time in my backyard on the Big Island, you need to go to Kona Boys. They've been serving up gear for island life and aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kealakekua Bay. 
If you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, and other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. If you need advice from trained water people who care about your experience in the water as well as out of the water, these guys know what they're talking about. Go see them at Kona Boys. Frank and Brock and the rest of the crew, they've got two stores, one down in Captain Cook, the big store, and then they've also got the shack at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel right at Kamakahonu Bay, right at the pier where the cruise ships come in. Go check them out. Remember, say you heard it on Doe's Nose. Get an immediate 15% off on everything. So you got to love those guys. Go check them out. Thank you guys for joining us. It's been an incredible show, incredible week. Can't do this without y'all. Y'all, I sound like I'm a fucking Texan. (laughs) Y'all, but you know, this is the dirty South, you know. Hawaii is the most southerly place in the United States, and the Big Island itself is the most. So we're dirty. Yeah, we're all cowboys, (laughs) y'all. Anyway, thanks for joining in. We'll see you guys next week. And until then, ahuiho.